Hey everybody, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. Welcome back. Uh, today we have co-host Jessa Lowe. Hi Jessa, how's it going? Hi, good. How about you? Doing well. And we also, uh, once again, have guest Helen Roundhill. I don't know if this means that you guys really like me or if you need to get more friends. (laughs) (laughs) A little of both. A little column A, a little column B. (laughs) I'm going to pretend it's column A. So good to be here again. Thank you so much for inviting me back. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're you're doing great. (laughs) Yes. So we are on minute 10. Diez. The beginning of the minute is... uh, uh, Keanu Reeves says, what's he talking about, Angelo? <laughs> it's barely intelligible, but uh, watching it a few times, I was able to get it. <laughs> and, I know, uh, I just turn on subtitles. Yeah, and the end of the minute, uh, they, they just kind of walk off screen. Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves uh, kind of just leave. Uh, and we'll get to that. So uh, we start off and uh, we get um, a little bit of John C. McGinley as Ben Harp, the, the director and That's right. I forgot that was his name. Yep. Which the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, Scrubs guy. Okay, yep, cool. Yep, Scrubs guy. <laughs> yeah. Playing basically the same character except as an FBI guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was weird kind of... not to see him in Scrubs, like in actual Scrubs, yeah. like those light blue. Like the actual. The, it just, it sets off his face so beautifully. Yeah, like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, we get him and he says, uh, drop car on Mulholland. Um, I was talking a little bit about uh, this with Helen, but the drop car... Think like it might be the drop car that they used, but then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But then it, later, it seems like they're pretty disinterested in it. Mm-hmm. Like who's pretty disinterested in it? Uh, like Angelo. A- Angelo, uh, Gary Busey is like, yeah, well, let's let's screw this. Let's go do something else. Maybe because it's just not like super active. I don't know, yeah. but Maybe. it's definitely what well, it is. But also, you know, if they've they've run into this several times, like they. You know, he may know that they leave no trace. That could be. He just thinks it's a waste of time. It's going to be a dead end because it's always a dead end. Yeah. But they talk about how... um, So they get to the drop car and Keanu Reeves is like, Oh, no AC. Today was a scorcher. Super hot. And Mm -hmm. the um, crime scene guy goes, Sweat sweat secretions in the seats. So they have sweat (laughs) secretions. Yeah. One would think they might have some DNA evidence. Right, but I mean, this is the 80s, right? So, so. 1991. Or 91, sorry. Yeah. 90, that's right, the 90s. But, but. Basically, DNA still 80s. is not the same yeah. technology as it is now. That's I mean, true. even now you look at crime shows and you're like, oh, they're going to catch him because of the DNA. And, and pretty much anyone will tell you that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like Gattaca over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enhance. Um, yeah. We found We found a, a, an eyelash, and now we know exactly who the perpetrator was. No, there's none of that. Yeah. So, uh, That's very true. Yeah. I want to say that the, the sweat secretions guy, so like the, really the, the forensics guy, he, he says it in a very sweaty way, too. Yeah. Like sweat secretions. Ew. Oh, God. <laughs> Sibilance. Yeah. So he, he kind of makes them, you know, he kind of gets across the idea of, you know, the, the stereotype of like the, oh, he's he's in the office. He's he's not one of the cool agents. He's the forensics guy. And he has all these like. Sweat secretions. Yeah. He plays with bodies and mm. doing all sorts of gross stuff. So he, I kind of got that from the way he uh, he looked and, and uh, said his line. I, I don't know. I feel like the 
this is some like stellar acting going on. Oh, like, I agree. This guy had one line to make his mark on cinema history. Yeah. And he like went there. Yeah. It may not stand out if on uh, on just you know a casual viewing, but it stood out to us. Yeah, yeah. Sweat secretions. Sweat secretions. I mean seats. when you think about the like the like the 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 repetitious s's or repeated s's like yeah. this is this is we're getting into like Shakespeare territory. We are, yeah. It's like it's... the writing is telling us how to feel about this guy. I agree, yeah, and I, I think he went with it. I, I think he did. Yeah, he got all those yeah. s's there, Guys, very snake-like. This this actor might be the like lost jewel of the nineties. Maybe that is some analyzation. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I think we I think we analyzed I, I, I that. We might have had too much like caffeine today. That's a possibility too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got the the sweat secretions, uh, drop car, Mulholland. Uh, so Mulholland Drive um, is where the drop car is. Uh, it looks like it is Mulholland Drive. I've never actually been there, but judging it from other movies, it looks like a soundstage to me. Really? You think so? I mean, you only really get it's like. You don't see much of the ground or the surroundings. You just see. Yeah, you just see the background. The background the view car, of yeah. L.A., which is kind of what it's known for. Yeah, but I wonder how hard it would be to film on Mulholland Drive. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. I wonder what but the... at the same time, you're right there, so why wouldn't you? I mean, that yeah. might have been like a 2 a.m., 4 a.m. shoot. That brings us to another point. Aha, uh, yes. At the end of the minute, Gary Busey says it's 7.30, and yet it is pretty much pitch black outside. It looks like 1 a.m. Right, exactly. And, and, we're thinking, and they also, like, we were like, oh, okay, I mean, it, it, it could be dark if it's if winter. If it's winter. But then it's not going to be a scorcher that day. Yeah, Keanu Reeves says it's a scorcher, and there's no AC in the car. And that brings us back to sweat secretions. But if yeah. it's 7.30 and it's a scorcher, i.e. summertime, it should not be that dark out. No. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think... I'm going to come down on the side of it was probably 1 a.m. and they were filming on Mulholland Drive. Although you, you said it looks like a soundstage, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was on Mulholland Drive. There is some twinkling of lights, but. Because if it not. is a soundstage and wouldn't. Wouldn't they want to light it appropriately? Yeah, light it in, with evening light. To, like, as opposed to its pitch freaking blackout. Very true. Fascinating. I'm looking. I'm like looking up right now as we're talking. Like Mulholland Drive. Oh, we have a fact checker on on staff. There you go. From here on out, you can say you have a fact checker on staff. Okay. That's how I'll introduce you in future minutes. Is fact chesser? Fact chesser. Fact fact Jessa. No, fact (laughs) checker Jessa Lowe. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when uh, Ben Harp introduces the drop car on Mulholland Drive before he finishes his sentence. Special Agent, rookie Special Agent Johnny Utah, Johnny Utah jumps on it so fast. He's like, "We'll take it." It was hard to hear. I had to rewind yeah. it like three times. I, I think I think we we must have watched that minute maybe three times because mm-hmm. I was just like, "What the fuck are they saying?" Is it so hard? I'm not allowed to say. I'm yeah, it's fine. Right. Okay, good. We because we've been doing. I, I have an explicit label on this. Oh, this excellent. Um, but he talks so fast and so emphatically, but doesn't open his mouth. Yeah. That it just like it just comes out, yeah, vibrant. We'll so yeah, yeah, so we watched it several times to be like, what even are words? Yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves, you know, he's 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 a movie star, but he's he's a movie star as opposed to like a great actor. Like he's he's not a great actor, but he's a movie star. Yeah, 
But, I mean, at the same time, like, again, we could make the argument that, like, he's just so eager yeah. and so in character or just... He's definitely playing it, you know. I like how he's playing it. It just... His his diction was a little... A little like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, making excuses for him because yeah. he's a little baby angel. He's a dumb baby angel. Dumb baby angel. Yeah, he's very eager to he's take a perfect that. dumb baby angel. Oh, perfect dumb baby angel. A perfect, okay, excuse so, me. So, yes, so he did not mess up his diction. He no. did that on purpose. He's perfect, yeah, yeah. He, he does it, yeah, yeah. it's all intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he's very eager to take it, and the, uh, Angelo... There was the other line that didn't, but sorry, go on. Uh, uh, Angelo Pappas, his partner, uh, is not so eager. No. He is very reluctant. And uh, he ve- he very you know gives a big sigh. <sighs> we'll take it. And it seemed it seemed like in the beginning, uh, John C. McGinley was kind of talking to the other guys, the uh, the dickheads. Yeah. Um, well, he was definitely about to assign it to them. Yeah, and then Keanu Reeves jumps on it, and uh, Angelo Pappas, uh, Gary Busey is just like, well, okay, I guess so. He wants to go see the drop car. Why the drop car? This kid always with the drop car. No, I mean, oh, that's the that drop car. Um. And then just before we cut to the uh, crime scene, we get the the two dickheads saying, Pappas, what a hard-on. I do like the whole, like, construction of the sentence you just said. Yeah. We get the two dickheads saying, Pappas, what a hard-on. Yeah. Not intentional, but I'm glad I did it. Uh, Yeah, I think it was the the crew cut one. Yeah. Like, what a weird insult. It seems like a very kind of guy. It's like you would say hard-ass. Or something, but it just kind of perpetuates the whole phallic, misogynistic, masculine nature yeah. of this '90s FBI bureau. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that. Speaking of which, though, I did spot one woman in that whole office. I spotted one. I saw one. Congratulations, woman spotting. It. It, it, it's just kind of sad, but I think you're yeah. right. Is it does it does that in a complete and utter lack of women or even showing their faces? Um, yeah. It really just kind of drives home the notion that this is this is a boys' club. Yeah, yeah, and then the use of hard on as well, and they're they're sort of casual, yeah. like insulting just, banter using phallic of, imagery. Yeah, but yeah, it does seem like a sort of insult. Like I don't think I've ever heard anyone use it in real life. It's just a movie kind of tough guy and movie. Hard on, no. Yeah. Yeah. What a hard on. Like, but, but it, it almost makes it sound like he almost says it longingly. Yeah. Oh, what a hard on. (laughs) Oh, like, yeah, Pappas, what a hard on. Like, oh, oh, (laughs) that's, that's how I say it too. Hard cock. I was just watching an episode of Sex in the City where they were talking about dirty talk. And Miranda has a hard time saying, oh, what a hard cock you have. So it was just in my brain. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> and then she gets carried away. And, yes. yeah, and it goes too far. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> so enough <laughs> dick. This has been uh, Point Break Dick Talk. <laughs> Um, we talked about butts. We talked, we about, talked about butts. I don't know, guys. Is this what it's always like? Do we have to recommend <laughs> movies with great dicks at the end oh, of this? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean... So we got, we got Boogie Nights. We got <laughs> Bad <Bronson>. Lieutenant. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, you've got you've got the... the oh, 
gosh, what is that movie called? Um, Viggo Mortensen. Oh and yeah, the, the, the uh, shower East, fight. Eastern scene. promises. Eastern promises. Yeah. That's a hard scene to watch, though. And <laughs> yeah. not, like, it's not like oh good. That's a right. Yeah, that's it's just that's like, oh. just like ah ha knife fight. But like yeah. to his credit, like there's a knife fight, and then there's something that should upstage the knife fight, but it doesn't because you're too busy. Like holy shit, that knife fight. Because though. like yeah, the intensity of yeah. the filmmaking and the acting and all yeah. that really. You Although know, it could be seen as a not like a bad thing to Viggo Mortensen. You'd be like, oh, I didn't upstage it. Oh. oh no! I mean, v- I, I, I don't. I think Viggo Mortensen is doing fine for himself. Yeah, I'm sure. I hope you know. so. Another was the other one that Michael Fassbender movie where he's naked. Uh, shame called Shame. Shame. Where he's oh, a sex addict. It. Anyway, no. so we were just talking about doesn't uh, Tom Hardy? Doesn't he? Uh, oh, Tom Hardy and Bronson. Bronson. That's a good dick. I mean, it's, it's again doesn't like upstage the whole thing. You know. We, we got derailed again, guys. So anyway, those are some those are some movies. <laughs> those are some movies with dick and love. <laughs> yep, not official recommendations, but you know, do what you want with that information. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we get to the the, uh, the crime scene. We pass uh, the camera pans across uh, a tow truck, and then uh, we see the inside of the car. And uh, Keanu Reeves is sort of looking around the front seats, and uh, Gary Busey. Uh, oh, and then he, yeah, we have the sweat secretions guy. Uh, he talks about how it's a scorcher out and there's no AC. And then Gary Busey just sort of pops his head in. And this is where we, at least for my minutes, we see the Gary Busey teeth. Yes. The teeth oh, yeah. are, are more, yeah, he kind of has his, his mouth open a little bit. You see the teeth. And he's he's a little, he's garying it up a little bit more in this one. <clears throat> he says, are you through, Mr. Wizard? And uh, oh, what's the next part of that line? I always well, forget. Uh, let me know when we Mr. find Wizard. Jimmy Hoffa under the seats. There we go. Yeah. I always forget the exact lines, even though I try to remember them. I mean, I no. don't think that was exact, but... No, you, close enough. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, funny. Basically, we get Mr. Wizard and Jimmy Hoffa. Two, like, back to back. Yeah, two kind of uh, deep cut uh, references. Well, what's, a, what's Mr. Wizard a reference to? Oh, well, to... So, Mr. Wizard was a children's television show, um, and we likened it to um, Bill Nye, who is uh, technology and science... Um, except Mr. Wizard... A little bit of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Mr. Wizard was, like, dressed... Like, this old guy dressed like Mr. Rogers. You know, like, sweater vest kind of situation. But, like, we we watched a quick clip, and he's just a dick. He's a dick to children, specifically. He's a dick to children. (laughs) That was... I think I, uh, yeah, looked up the the first video, um, and it was just, like, Mr. Wizard is a dick. And then there was another one that says, Mr. Wizard is, Mr. Wizard is a dick, part two. Yeah, so, like, it just... Well, here's a photo of him holding a caiman by the tail oh. while a small buck-toothed child, which could very well be <laughs> Gary, Gary Busey, looks on in horror. <laughs> was, he, was he a consultant on deliverance or something? <laughs> I think you mean gator. There's no caiman in <laughs> Deliverance. Oh, oh okay. Gosh. Well, they're, they're similar, at least. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen gator, but Deliverance is all, like, hillbilly rape and stuff. Well, I, I heard I heard, yeah. heard buck-toothed child and sort of extrapolated oh, from that. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah, there is kind of, like, deformed children in Deliverance. Yeah, yeah Mr. Wizard, who, yeah, apparently Mr. Rogers meets bill nye who is addicted to children uh and he's kind of like looked like he was maybe the 70s 
I think his TV show might have gone on for a while. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, it was it was in color, but yeah. in that kind of only just way. Yeah, but he said, he was saying things like, "You're wrong," and yeah. like you're just the children would be like, "Is this it?" And you're like, "No, that's not it." It's just like educational in a very harsh, commanding way. Yeah. But, but like, why, why, Mister Wizard? Like, yeah, surely I guess, there are other like scientists. Yeah, in like, the video, at least I didn't see much of him like investigating. I guess he's a scientist, so he probably you know. But yeah, I guess. Mm. Kind of yeah, an obscure reference. Like yeah. why not? Like hey, Mr. Einstein, or yeah. yeah. But I mean, then he's also like pulling in. It's it is a children's show. Yeah. So he is kind of doing that, like belittling. This is probably That's a true. reference you would understand. Yeah, and also kind of like uh, he's talking about the this crime scene is like he Angelo Paps is not in, uh, interested in it at all. He's just like he wants to go on to something else. So he's like. This is child's play. Maybe yeah. like, oh, let's yeah, not bother with this. But then he drops the Jimmy Hoffa. Then he drops the Jimmy Hoffa reference. This was a reference a child would not get. Uh, yeah, he oh. says, are, are you, are you, are you going to find Jimmy Hoffa under those seats? I mean, they might have in that time. Oh, maybe. Maybe. 1991. But I mean, I guess the, the whole, I think he was, the he whole was gone point about in... Jimmy Hoffa is like, you know, no one will ever find him. Yeah, so it's like, you're not going to find anything yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Like, they've been searching for his body forever. He's been reported oh, no. to be in the, like, cement of, like, three different football stadiums. Oh. Yeah, poor yeah. Jimmy Hoffa. Poor Jimmy Hoffa. Just trying to do right for the unions, I guess. I've seen the movie. I'm probably the only one here. Yeah. Is it good? It's okay. Jack Nicholson plays Jimmy Hoffa. Danny DeVito's in it. Nice. It's pretty good. All right. Um, I don't remember that much about it. Anyway, uh... That's all my notes for this minute. Yeah. You have anything oh, except else? for like the stellar title that we have for this. I forgot what it was already. Oh my god! It's like where they walk away after he's just like, oh. "Tell me when you find Jimmy Hoffa oh, yeah. in there," so, and then he like walks away, and it was like, "Exit pursued by Jimmy Hoffa's ghost." Yeah, which is a reference to the Winter's <laughs> Tale by William <laughs> Shakespeare. Because you have to have a theater or Shakespeare reference if you're going to have me on your show. And if you're going to make a Shakespeare reference, make a Winter's Tale oh, reference. Oh, absolutely. Exit Pursued and by Bear. I don't, like, I don't know what is more terrifying. Exit Pursued by a Bear or Exit Pursued by Jimmy Hoffa's Ghost. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's a good point. Bears. And like, dramatically, how would you even... A ghost bear? A ghost bear? I was also going to say... A ghost Hoffa? Like, do you, do you, like, paint his face on a sheet and look at him like... Drag it across the stage. Ooh. Yeah, that's all great. <laughs> say, uh, Projections. If uh, if I had to choose a Shakespeare play to to do a podcast about minute by minute, I'd probably choose The Winter's Tale. I could see that. Time appears and does a monologue about the passage of time. Right. <laughs> There's a bear. It's, it's anyway. Yeah. We like fast forward. Statues come to life. Like yeah. This is apparently when Shakespeare discovered the powers of yeah. mushrooms. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's, we're going to wrap up that minute. Um, <laughs> and now we have the dreaded recommendations. <laughs> dreaded segment. recommendations. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm just going to jump on this and recommend Winter's Tale to everyone. Another play. Yeah. Just. I mean, yeah. But since we've talked about yeah. it, uh, no, I great. feel like I feel like our 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 audience is going to have the burning questions of what the hell are these people talking about? So go read a Winter's Tale. 
There you go. The the Winter's Tale. The Winter's Tale. I said a Winter's Tale. Yeah, not Winter's Tale by Mark Halperin. No. Made into the movie starring Colin Farrell. No. Not that one. No. Um, I uh, there were two movies that I thought about recommending that were kind of brought up in this segment. One was Mulholland Drive, since he mentions Mulholland Drive. Oh, I have actually seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend that. I'm going to recommend two things. Uh, yeah, that one, and then uh, I brought up Deliverance, <laughs> kind of out of nowhere, but I did. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to recommend Deliverance, but I'm going to recommend something else by the same director, John Borman, Excalibur. Oh. Excalibur is my favorite film uh, telling of the King Arthur story. It's real weird. It's it's gross. It has lots of like green smog. It's a really it's you know it'll fit right in with the smoggy FBI office. Yes, yes. There's apparently smog and haze just makes good movies. We were talking about Blade Runner earlier. Plenty of haze in that, too. Um, yeah, Excalibur is like... It's a sort of dirty, gross telling of the King Arthur story. Um, it's it's really weird. It's it's interesting. It, it's lots of great imagery. And you, see, you get to see a young... Not only a young Patrick Stewart. Not only a young Liam Neeson. But also a young Gabriel Byrne. All in this movie. I think there's now, some other... Who's Gabriel Byrne? He's an Irish actor. He was in uh, Miller's Crossing. He's in uh, uh, that movie with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I'm forgetting the names. and um, That famous movie where uh, Kevin Spacey turns out to be the bad guy in the end. Oh, Usual Suspects. Yeah, he's in Usual Suspects. Okay. Uh, so yeah, he, he's in it. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's good. Excalibur. Mm. And then once you watch that, you should read a Winter, or Winter King. What's Winter King? Winter King is also an adaptation of the King Arthur. Uh, it's it's a trilogy. I'm forgetting the other two titles, but it's uh, it's basically casting um, uh, uh, the the King Arthur legends uh, as Arthur being a a former Roman soldier, and it sets it way back to where Vikings are invading Britain and Christianity is being bought, brought into the country, but you you still have some Romans clinging around, and but also some some native Britons. Uh, so uh-huh. it it takes the story back a few hundred years prior, and uh, so it kind of so interesting brings a possibly historical context. Uh, right, a possibly historical yeah. context. That's, in theory, could be what could be a historical context yes. for it. Yeah, yeah, cool. King Arthur, awesome. I like that we went from Jimmy Hoffa to King Arthur. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can it, it, Point Break. Brings us to a lot of different topics. Yeah, I can see that. And here I thought it would just be surfers. Not, all, I mean, there haven't been any surfers. So events. far, no. I, I feel like I was misled. Back to the subject, though. Jessa. Um, well, I was struggling. So, you know, we brought up a few movies during our actor dicks moment. And <laughs> so you're, so- you're really going for the... the- dick movie <laughs> well i was debating do i want to go that route or do i want to go the route with a movie i was actually going to recommend and you know what i will not go the dick route i will the go round. the actual recommendation route Shut i'm gonna recommend I mean. <laughs> um a girl walks home alone at night nice yeah that's um uh an amazing iranian vampire western and oh my gosh! It's um, super, super kind of noir art. too. Oh, that's that sounds so fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, I'd say it's a bit more of a um, 
the lady who directed it, whose name is escaping me at the moment, um, also directed The Bad Batch, which she dubbed a cannibalistic love story. Oh. And I I had a hard time finding the cannibalistic love story aspect of The Bad Batch. Um, and there, I have a hard time finding the Western aspect, the vampire love story of um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. But it's great. Uh, it features a badass female uh, vampire character um and i think it's super romantic and there's some great music and very very good imagery um it's sparse which is nice uh yeah i would definitely recommend it for a spooky yet romantic halloween movie yeah oh. yeah i would say it's kind of a noir more than a western to me you definitely definitely i will have to suggest that my uh one of my roommates is um compiling the like master list of halloween movies nice so i yeah, will have to one. suggest this especially for those who are not necessarily horror movie fans yeah what we do in the shadows oh my god i love that movie you have to put that on the list too Anyway, so yeah, we got several recommendations there throughout the episode. <laughs> After being unable to come up with good recommendations for the last few, we've come up with eight. It's a struggle. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to bring that to a close. Uh, thank you so much, Helen Roundhill, again, Absolutely. for uh, being on, talking about Absolutely. a movie you've never seen before. <laughs> but uh, now you know three minutes of it very intimately. <laughs> True. So when you see it in a, in a whole, I may never watch the whole of this movie. I hope that I do because I'm fascinated. But uh, you know, but but these three minutes will stick with me. Yeah, when it, whenever if you Tiny watch it as a whole, memorial. these three minutes will be like like a, under a magnifying glass. It'll be like suddenly yes. close yeah. up. All right. So yeah, thanks everyone for uh, dropping in the wave on, with us uh, on Point Break Minute. Um, uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can also find us on pointbreakminute.buzzsprout.com. Thank you to the Podfathers, Pete and Alex of Star Wars Minute. Check that out. I mean, they they, they have enough listeners, but if you haven't listened, to, if you're somehow listening to this, but you haven't listened to Star Wars Minute, do that. Uh, it's great, and uh, yeah. Check you later. Hanging loose, brah. <laughs> there we go. That's that's a good there ending. There you go.